Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, February the 28th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, the second Sunday in Lent. And on the Tuesday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us in this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. And this week of the church's calendar year, and so we find ourselves in Psalm 121. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 121. I raise my eyes towards the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God won't let your foot slip. Your protector won't fall asleep on the job. No, Israel's protector never sleeps or rests. The Lord is your protector. The Lord is your shade right beside you. The sun won't strike you during the day, neither will the moon at night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. God will protect your very life. The Lord will protect you on your journeys, whether going or coming, from now until forever from now. This is the word of God for us. So as we've mentioned many times before, when we find a psalm between Psalm 120 and Psalm 133, 134-ish areas, this is the Song of Ascents. This is um, this long liturgy within a liturgy. So psalm, a psalter within a psalter of uh, these psalms strategically placed together to mimic this journey that one has when they're away from temple all the way back to the temple it's worth reading in a heap if you've got the time some afternoon um, and you like to just take in a big piece of scripture together this is one to do so psalm, psalm 120 and psalm 134 so this is the very beginning of the psalm so there's a sense where this psalm may have been written for another occasion but as they assembled the psalter together they placed it here strategically because according to the song of ascents of the pilgrimage psalm like this is where the worshipers are far away from the temple, working their way towards Jerusalem. But good scholarship says that this was probably written as people were leaving Jerusalem, going on a pilgrimage journey. There's a sense that this is a priestly psalm. So even though there's not the explicit language that we find in other priestly psalms, there is some sort of a familiar language and vocabulary with like the Aaronic blessing that comes from Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you, keep you. The one that's familiar if you belong to liturgical communities, the, the famous benediction that many pastors and priests give at the end uh, of a worship service. And so there's a sense of a, a promise that God's going to be with you. Uh, God's help's going to come from the hills. That you're, you're not going to slip on rocks as you walk among the dangerous terrain because God is going to be with you. And I think it's a good thing to to reflect on in the season of Lent. Lent is a journey. Uh, it's, it mimics the journey of being far away in darkness and coming into the light, passing through that dark night on Good Friday, uh, on Holy Saturday, all the way to the beaming sunlight on Easter Sunday. And uh, this sense where we can start a journey in the dark, but we can end in the lighted place. Love the way that John Polkinghorne says that um, whenever we leap in Christianity, we leap not into the darkness, but we leap to a lighted place. And so no matter what we're facing with, maybe uh, we're facing with a vice in our life, uh, a habit that we'd like to try to break and it's been owning us for some time now. Or perhaps there's, we just know there's a growing edge necessary in our, 
in our lives so that we can have healthier relationships, right? Maybe it's a short fuse that we like to see amended, or maybe we have this penchant towards gossip and we just know like in the moment it feels so good, but it's always, it's always so devastating to reflect and say, Oh, I just wish I wouldn't have said anything in that moment. Right? Whatever it is, I think all of us can affirm that this Lent season, we sit in darkness and somebody shrouded from the light because of a behavior or because of something we've added to our life that's blurred our faith's vision, right? And we need to move from the place of darkness to the place of light. Those first few steps are tough, right? Because uh, you want to make the, you got to get moving, but you're like, what if I step the wrong way? Or I trip over something and something encumbers my, my steps forward, right? And so this is a good psalm to reflect on. Now, because this is a journey that God wants us to go on. He wants us to go from darkness to light. Like He wants us to go from brokenness to wholeness. He wants us to go from bad patterns of behavior that we repeat to more of a healthy shape to life and leaving those old ways behind us uh, to be those who are uh, restored and renewed and those who are transformed. And so we take these faithful steps, uh, not just uh, wishful thinking, like we're going to make it there at some point, but uh, we know that God is with us. And so because of that, uh, we're like buoyed by this great hope uh, that God is going to be with us. So it's scary, particularly if there's an interpersonal struggle that we have, because we might have to start apologizing. Um, we might have to turn around and say, I need to make amends because I broke confidence in this way or that. Or um, go back to our spouse or go back to our kids or go back to a coworker and say, hey, I've, I'm reckoning, I'm wrestling with how I just have this irritability in my life right now because of that I'm led to angry and I, I'm led to say things in anger that um, are harmful and I'm very sorry. Like it's just making amends. It's like, like these things are just tough. It's tough to get the momentum going forward out of these dark places. But think of the promise. Like think of what happens at the end. We can look back around and say, wow, God has helped me thus far and I rejoice because of it. So think about the end. I just love that Stephen Covey seven habits thing that he talks about, which is like begin with the end in mind and um, have that be the vision and allow that to be the very identity, which helps us to make these first initial crucial choices. Uh, James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And he talked about how people who are faithful and, and walking out new habits, they don't start with like the action itself, but they start with identity. He says like, for instance, um, instead of saying, I want to sign up and run a marathon someday, um, and then beating yourself up when you don't, uh, you know, go on your training runs, you know, for several weeks from that decision point, he says, why don't you wake up the next day and say, I am a marathon runner. And because of that, what should I do today? Um, starting from identity actually supercharges any intentions and habits that we try to employ. So think about like, maybe it's like you want to get over the habit of gossip. Be like, I am a person who can um, keep confidence. I am a person that uh, will speak the truth in love. I am a person that will not use someone um, who's outside of the room for my own advantage and talk about them badly behind their back in order to gain notoriety with another person, right? Like I'm not going to, I'm just not that person. And just watch how then employing the habits and employing the new pattern of behavior. Actually, it's, it's easier and better. It's like supercharged because we start with identity, right? And I think that's what's powerful about this psalm. It's like, um, I, I cry, you know, I cry out to the Lord. Oh, that's, that's Psalm 120. Psalm 121. I raise my eyes towards the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The psalmist starts out, it's like, hey, I'm not a person who wanders alone. But I don't have to worry about where my help is going to be. I'm the one whom the Lord's going to help. And, and that, that form of identity helps take those bold first steps into the unknown. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that with you there's goodness and there's truth. And we thank you that um, we reckon with how we still stand in darkness, particularly during this Lent season as we make our journey towards the cross and think about how Jesus, you paved the way for us to be free people. Um, we get to look back and with a holy obligation, uh, reckon with our own lives, what still misshapen and out of sorts with our newfound faith. And so, God, we um, want to take these bold new steps into a freedom into a different way to live practically in our lives. Uh, those first few steps are tough because uh, we don't have any momentum at this point. Uh, we wonder if it's going to work. We don't want to fail again and condemn ourselves and feel like we've let you down. So we thank you for this psalm that uh, arrives at a critical moment in our lives where we get to understand and reckon that you won't let our feet slip, that you will come from the hills and protect us. And even though we're surrounded by self-condemnation and guilt or accusations of others, that we can find strength within you. So God, I just pray for my friends today as we take the bold step of seeking to be transformed and make new uh, rhythms and patterns of behaviors structured by a new identity that we find in Christ. God, I pray that you would supercharge our intentions with goodness. And I pray that we might be able to look back a few months from now, a year from now, and see that we've traveled some distance with you because you've helped us along the way. And we truly are new people because of it. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.